Welcome to another edition of Ed Talks. And in this particular episode, I just really wanted to put maybe some of my thoughts around the way people are working at the moment and, you know, the focus on mental health. Um, bear in mind that I'm a 61-year-old man, so my view sometimes of this stuff is perhaps less, what's the right word, uh, liberal than some of the younger members of uh, this listening group or indeed our industry. So I have tended to come in the past from the view that working from home uh, is a slacker's way out, that anyone who says they're working from home is sitting at home with their feet up watching the test match. Ironically for me, I have learned in a very different way um, how effective that can be because the business that I started with my business partner five and a half years ago, whatever it is, all of us have always worked from home in the business and it's become very much the norm for us and we've managed to foster a very good uh, company uh, morale, company uh, vision um, and it's worked very well for us. Our average longevity is about three and a half years within the business so it's actually probably every bit as good as a business where people are working uh, in an office. But the issue for me is that I used to love being an estate agent. I found the camaraderie, the entertainment value, and clearly if you're an estate agent and you want to go out and sell houses, you can't do that from home. You have to go and do it. Well, it makes most sense to be doing it from an office. And and I absolutely love the way I used to work. Um, personally, for me, I didn't enjoy, funnily enough, being a negotiator and actually going out and selling houses. I was never that good at it. But what I did enjoy, and what I think I can safely say I was reasonably good at, was motivating a team, keeping them bulled up, and feeding them, if I can put it like that. So my job was to feed the machines. So I would go out and win listings, and they would then sort of do, do the rest and if they had any problems they'd come to me and that was a fantastic way of working. So what I'm trying to do with this is to try and look at positives from the pandemic really and to look at how the way we've been forced to change has, um, you know, is it having a positive effect on mental health ultimately, the way people are changing the way they work or is it going to have a, a negative effect? Um, and of course the pandemic itself has had a negative effect, it's been, it's been it's caused a lot of upheaval, but I suspect it's jumped. It's caused everyone to jump forward sort of five or even 10 years in terms of the way they look at how they work and what they want to do about it. And as for finding out exactly what's going on with the industry, it's still a nightmare because it's a very fragmented industry. Everybody does their own thing. It's very difficult to, as I've discovered from running Viewer, it's been very, very difficult to get into estate agents in general because they each have their own view of the way things happen. To be blunt, they don't necessarily take a lot of advice from come from their sort of supposed um, uh, federations, trade groups, property mark, RICS, these sort of people. They don't really listen to people like that. They, they consider themselves to be entrepreneurs, but I think they're entrepreneurs trapped within a system that is not serving the clients that they serve. And I think, you know, certainly over the next five years or so, the business or the industry is going to have to cater to a new bunch of people coming up. So my kids are 28. They don't want to talk to somebody on the telephone all the time. They want to be doing things online. They want to be doing things via WhatsApp, etc., etc. 
Um, and there's no way that the communications that the estate agents use at the moment is, is fit for purpose. It's going to have to change. And the way that people uh, buy property is going to have to change. I don't think, to be honest with you, that the selling of property can get any better. I think with videos, uh, universal portals to go and look at to get an idea of what you want to buy to start with. That may evolve in the future at some point. Um, that's all been pretty well sorted out. Uh, what frustrates me is the fact that you go to an auction and the auction rooms, you can go and buy a property straight away. Now you have to be relatively attuned to know what to look for. You have to be able to know about data rooms, but data rooms are now available. Companies like PIP, Property Information Products, do a thing called a PIP Vault, which is like, a, well, it is, it's being done by the people that do most of the auction room data rooms for the private treaty market. There's no excuse these days for people not to be able to improve the process. And I've got no idea why it takes so long. But the point is people are going to have to change the way that they uh, offer their buyers a service. So that means more upfront info. When I started off, you wanted to put as little information as possible on the form so that people would pick on the advertising. So people would pick up the phone and say, you know, and, and then you've got them as a captive audience. People don't want to be sold to these days. They're getting fed up with their data being sliced and diced. I was driving down from up north last week with a mate of mine and as we drove past Bista Village a text popped up on his phone saying would you like to pop into Bista Village and this bloke was absolutely horrified he said how the hell did they get this data um, and it was really creepy but that is the way things are going you know I sound old when I say that but that is the way things are going and people don't like it any more than the, the idea that when someone calls up to try and talk about a property online that they've seen online they don't want to be sold other stuff to initially they want to be they, they want it to be done subtly at the right time and while some companies are getting very good at that the way we treat buyers isn't particularly well developed I think compared to what it used to be 20-30 years ago when I first started indeed I think it's got worse actually I think a lot of people these days are but back then, you want to make a relationship with a buyer because the buyer didn't have anywhere to go to see their properties in the late 70s, early 80s. You were their only source. Back of the newspaper, Sunday Times, that was about it. So they called you to say what else is around, which forced you to have a good relationship with the other estate agents in the area. That doesn't happen these days. It's dog eat dog. This is perhaps a little bit controversial, but I think it's lowest common denominator in terms of the fact that people are sitting around waiting for the phones to ring with a right move on the market, Zoopla, whatever it is, inquiry. And that's all they're doing. And then possibly they put that into the system to try and sell them a mortgage or insurance or moving services or whatever it is. And I just don't think that's that's not the way that most um, buyers want to be treated these days. They want a good system online. We still know that if you respond to a view, if you make a viewing request via right move, Zoopla, whatever it is, it can take, well, the figures are awful, something like 30% um, never get a response. The rest, it might be a day or two. The whole issue of communication between buyers and agents and buyers and property owners is very broken and needs changing. And I understand that agents want to keep control of the process, but there's so much more they can be doing. And please remember that I'm coming at this from the fact that I've been 
an estate agent for a very long time, so I know exactly how it works. I was a sales agent, let's make sure I qualified that, a sales agent for a very, very long time. So I know how it works. And part of the reason I used to enjoy it back in the day was that you did genuinely have control over the seller. But sellers these days have an awful lot more choices. Um, things are much easier, getting their marketing stuff together. It's, it's all a much easier process. Um, but from a buyer's perspective, things really haven't changed. And as I said before, I think they've got worse because the people they're dealing with aren't attuned necessarily to everything that's going on in their local market. They, they are just salespeople. And again, I really don't wish to cause offence by saying this, but I do think there is an argument that the people who are um, picking up the phones or responding to emails from potential buyers need to be more, they need to look at their customer service. And I just think that it's a its a process which can, can change. Now, as I said before, I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to have been an agent for a very long time and then have moved into the sort of service, the outsourcing side of the industry, which back in my day, I used to get people traipsing in front of me all the time saying, I've got this, it's great, I've got that. And 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 the same thing happens now. And it's it's still a miasma of what do I do next? And I get that. But if you go back a stage, I still think it's worth trying to slice and dice the process, certainly of buying a property and seeing which bits need to, need to be done by, by who. And certainly back in my day or back in the old days, um, agents were marriage counsellors, drivers, you know, diary schedulers. There was we used to do so much, and that was on top of taking on properties, agreeing offers on properties, sales progression, um, getting something to exchange, and then chasing payment. Now that's an awful lot of things that people have to be good at. And my experience of people is that they're only good at one or possibly two of those things. So what businesses have tended to do is develop sort of people who just go out and win listings and then they hand them over to the people that sell them. I would urge anybody listening to this to think very seriously about, about the way that outsourcing worked perhaps when they were younger and the majority of people that run the estate agencies now are people of my age. So their experiences when they were younger of going, no, I'm not interested in that. Have a look at what's out there. You know, I've because I know the industry and I value my reputation, I haven't bombarded people with, if you'll pardon the expression, a load of crap or just thrown a lot of uh, mud and hope some of it will stick. I've tried to be fairly surgical about the way things have happened. And the result has been looking at the future. Some of you may have read about the EA 2030, um, uh, Estate Agency 2030 initiative that uh, I've done with the guys from Spectre, Sprift, uh, Viewer, obviously that's us, uh, Assured Sale and Progression and Focal Agent, which covers all the disciplines. And there are definitely ways in which estate agents can do use the resources they've got more effectively and, and in a more controlled and efficient way. I also think that for estate agents to stand back and or certainly for high street agents to stand back and look at the purely online stroke call centre agents and say, well, they're, you know, it's clearly failing. Um, I don't think Right Move is, I don't think, pardon me, uh, Purple Bricks is a particularly good example of that at the moment, but certainly companies like Strike, 
with their business model. I think there is a big hole for people like that because they have quite rightly understood that every every listing generates a number of inquiries, uh, 20 to 25 inquiries from buyers, which can then be monetized. And as I said before, because the whole issue of marketing a property is now much simpler, it's really not that difficult to do that. So by looking at buyers and dealing with buyers in a different way, maybe that's, you know, to, to just diss that methodology is, I think, a dangerous game to play. So I can't help feeling that everyone's got to move a little bit more towards the middle with this and that the important thing is to look at the buyer, it is to look at the buyer experience and go back, look at what you do with a buyer. So how does your businesses or how does your business interact with a buyer and then look at that process and look at your staff and think well what is the best way of dealing with this don't expect all of them to do all of it because they won't be able to they just won't um, certainly at Douglas and Gordon we used to do this uh, psychometric profiling you know are people domineering do they like to talk a lot are they happy to do the same thing over and over again or are they my least favorite group which is the C group the very detailed people five percent of the world are solicitors, accountants, they like detail. That's not me, that's for sure. But nevertheless, look at your staff and see whether they fit in, which category they fit into, who are they going to work, who are they going to um, service best, where is their skill set going to be best used, and what's going to keep them happy, by the way. So very important for the mental health issues going forward. Look at your buying process and try and work out which bits of it your staff can do, and then look at the bits that you've got the gaps in, and look at some of the suppliers out there on the outsourcing side. Um, it's interesting for me that the least traction we've gained at Viewer over the last five years has been within the high street agency sector. By far and away, the majority of what we do is, is with other sectors of the industry, housing associations, property managers, landlords, investors, other, in, other industries. And it's been a source of never-ending frustration to me that the agent the high street agency business despite us doing an awful lot of work with really high profile agencies and having good testimonials from them the industry doesn't want to change so what we do is just one example of where you can look at the process and think well hang on a minute can i use this as a backup can i use this you know do i need someone to, to, to progress sales in terms of the marketing you probably already outsource that but are you using you know are you using the best people how do you understand locally where your best listings are coming from company like Spectre are able to do that in terms of the data when you go and sit down in front of someone to try and win the business. Are you using the best data? A company like Sprift will have that. I mean, you know, there. look at your process, your end-to-end -end process, and see where people can fit in. And I think with that, you're going to end up with a more modern, robust business capable of taking you forward over the next 10 years and convinced you'll have a happier staff because they're going to be doing the bits of it they're good at and therefore they'll enjoy. Now, whether that's going out and winning listings, outsourcing a lot of the rest of it, whether it's just agreeing the deals. So once people have been to see something, one calls them up and, and does the bit that often as negotiators we enjoy doing, which is trying to get offers out of people and getting getting a deal agreed. Um, you know, Asking someone who's good at sales to do sales progression is just a nightmare. They're not going to want to do it. It's not what they want to do, but it's an incredibly important part of the process. Equally, someone who enjoys constantly following up with solicitors or whatever isn't going to be very happy to be shoved out the door and told to go and sell that property or indeed trying to sell a viewing over the phone. So 
you know, continuing to investigate which bits they're good at is important. And from my point of view, I think the rest of it flows from that. So I'd be fascinated if anybody has any comments on this, please do get in touch with me. Um, you can just go to hello at viewba.co.uk and, and the email will get to me. Uh, and equally, if you have any opinions on this and you'd like to sit down and talk to me about it uh, online, possibly, and do another one of uh, and, and, and come on the Ed, Talk, the Ed Talk series, I'll be very happy to talk to you. So uh, thank you very much for listening. And uh, I hope that's helped you possibly on your journey home or wherever you're going. And uh, we'll speak again soon.